Hello, you have homed in on the Bearded Beacon. I'm Seal. And I'm Chris. And we're back from our, I don't know, can we call it a mid-season break, even though we're only five episodes in? <laughs> uh, probably, yeah. Okay, something like that. So yeah, we had, a, we had to take a couple weeks off. So in this case, I don't know, what about three weeks? I think it's, we're, we're a little overdue, is what we're saying. And, yep. But hey, we're glad you're here, and mm-hmm. we're glad to be here. So mm-hmm. hopefully we'll be getting back to a regular schedule every two weeks. So we will endeavor to to be consistent for y'all because, you know, if y'all are out there listening, we appreciate that. And consistency is, is, is nothing if not polite. So we'll at least try for that. Anyway. Ah. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> so, Chris, what's been going on? Oh, just working on the comic, uh, getting the third rail up and running and about halfway through the first chapter online. Excellent. Um, and just doing working on commissions and trying to find a couple more uh, conferences to nail down. Okay. Hopefully this year. We'll see. Might not happen, but hey, you know, I got to try. That's right. Taking care of kids, making art. That's that's my job. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Yay. Well, I've been working a little bit, so that's been good. Had a few few uh, photography things, a few drone photography things, so that's been fun. And I uh, actually just had two last week. I, uh, one of them last week was really fun. I just, all I had to do was fly. So I was flying somebody else's, uh, somebody else's drone. He's got a two camera setup. It's a bigger, it's about twice the size of mine. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's fun to fly. It's challenging, but it's fun. Cool. So, yeah. We got to watch him. I got to watch a building get knocked down. <laughs> part of, actually part of a building get knocked down. Did you film it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Yep. So... I've done. We've done. T- I've done two of those so far. A couple weeks ago, I did another one. That one was more dramatic because it was a concrete building, and man, when it came down, it just the whole thing just toppled, and it knocked a tree over out into the street, and all that stuff. It was. It was pretty cool. This wow. one was a little bit. This one was not quite as cool because it's all steel building, and when they finally got it to go, the the steel beams just kind of fold in on themselves. So it's like it. It looked like a. Um, it looked like a uh, a little origami thing, like paper, but just folding in on itself. Okay. Yeah, so that's that's all there was to that, and then it was like, okay, that's that's all we're doing today. We're like, all right, see ya. <laughs> but anyway, it was fun just to get out and fly for a while. So yeah, there was a big bridge that got knocked down here in uh, Lincoln when they were doing some refurbishment on it or whatever. And uh, one of my buddies was down there, just just happened to be down there with his camera, and he just got to take photos of it. Then awesome. I have, like. In the end, all these people were running over. Hey, hey, can I have those photographs? Can I? Can you send me some of those? And he's like, "Well, my wallet's pretty empty, so you gotta fill it up, and then you can have some pictures." So nice. That's the way to do it. Yep. Right time, right place. Yep. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Speaking of time and place. Time and place. I'm gonna try and force a segue here into our topic for today. Okay. But the time and place where you know. We discovered comics. We're going to do another comic-centric episode today. So we wanted to talk about kind of how not to, we've talked about how to get into comics as, you know, actually making one, but how did we get into it as as consumers, as fans, as, you know, um, collectors, whatnot. Um, in time and place, like where did we find our first comic or what was our first comic that we remember or, you know, and how did we find them and track them down and, what were our sources to get them and how's that changed? Cause like he's like, you're saying earlier, Chris offline that, you know, it's changed a lot. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Yay. Yeah. You sound so excited. This was, I your, know. this was your idea. 
I know it's my idea. It's it's a wonderful idea too. It is a wonderful idea. So get excited yes. about it, Dad Gummit. Yay! 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 So you've got a you've got an interesting one. So why don't you why don't you lead this off? All right. So one summer, uh, my parents disappeared. They didn't really disappear. They just they left us with the neighbors and they went off to explore our heritage in a faraway country, Sweden. Uh, so. We actually still have some family over there somewhere that doesn't really know us, and we don't really know them, but they went to visit them anyway, and it was all cool. And then they came back with uh, some comic books, and I hadn't really explored comic books at the time. I must have been maybe eight, maybe seven, somewhere around in there. And uh, it was a Donald Duck comic book, and it was all in Swedish. And I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. And then, like, I know I read the crap out of those for a long time and probably learned a little Swedish but it was Swedish and English in the book so it was like a trans transition book it was pretty cool and apparently that's like a common thing over there as far as like learning foreign languages they use comic books and stuff like that oh, so it's entertaining and yeah yeah, yeah clever. So, and that was the first book that I remember actually having in my hands I may have had some earlier than that, but I don't think so. Uh, that's the one that just strikes out in my mind or whatever. And from then on, I would search out comics. and uh, But we wouldn't go places where there were comics. And graphic novels weren't a thing. Uh, but my mom would always take us to like bookstore and everything. And at the time, there weren't comics in the bookstores. It was just books, regular books and picture books and stuff like that. So I stuck with that. And then I found out about garage sales. Yeah, that was fun. My neighbor, Ooh. yeah, my neighbor uh, had a garage sale one time, and I walked, my mom and I walked over, and uh, he was getting rid some, one of my peers, I don't know how, he was older than me, I'm sure, but he had a bunch of comics, and or his brother had comics, and they were in the, in the sale, and I remember grabbing a bunch of those, and instead of being the superhero stuff, it was like horror comics, or like some of the classics, like I remember one of them was uh, Food of the Gods by H.G. Wells, and it was just like, oh, yeah. This is great. So I, I read those forever and ever and ever. And then eventually the comics started showing up in bookstores. Uh, uh, wasn't until B. Dalton, I believe, had like a bunch of comics on a rack. And I started grabbing those. And I think the first series that I really jumped into was uh, ElfQuest. Uh, so not a superhero book, but definitely the Dungeons and Dragons was awakening me. And then... G.I. Joe was there, too, and Transformers. Those are the first three series that I actually started doing anything with. So, and that's, that's from there, went on and on. So, and right up till today. How about you? Um, <clears throat> for me, it started out with, and I don't, I'm, I'm going to say it counts because, well, I can. For me, it started out with the funny papers, the comic strips oh, yeah. in the newspaper. Yep, and, yep. Um, you know, and it, uh, it was, uh, man, I have you know, you go in there on Sunday and read, you know, read them from one end to the other, even the, even the, the boring ones, just because, well, you know, it was, it was there and, um, it didn't matter what it was. It was like, it was there, it was in the comics. So it was, okay, this is worth reading, you know, to a kid that's kid logic. It's like, well, it's here, it's in the funny papers. It's worth reading. Mm -hmm. So, but I would follow and like, I'd follow like the Spider-Man, uh, strips, you know, they, cause they do like during the week you get like the three or four panel little black and white thing. And yep. then on Sunday, you'd get, like, the six-panel full-color, you know, from whatever was going on during the week. So that, those were always fun. So that was that kind of got me into this, how they were kind of serialized. And But as, but as far as books, the first, 
you know, comic book, comic book that, man, thinking back as far as I can, I remember when I was little, probably maybe six, five or six, no, probably six, um, the Shogun Warrior comics. Um, that was big back then. It was, this is, this was like the late seventies. So, um, for whatever reason that was, that was bigger, at least, you know, the folks that I knew and a friend of my older brother had like the whole run. And so I got to read a bunch of those. That was cool. That's cool. And then um, I had a few Elf, <clears throat> I had a few Elf Quest books. I remember that. Like I still have a couple of them. Um, but yeah, GI Joe Transformers, and that was that was later. That was more towards junior high. But yeah. even prior to that, so kind of still in you know young elementary school age. At some point, my mom started buying me Archie comics, like okay. randomly, and I loved them, ate them up. Just I thought they were great. And so it got to it got to be one of these things where whenever I was sick, my mom would buy me an Archie comic, and I've got and I can't and I'm so upset I can't find any of them. I don't know where any of them are, but I mean I I read a ton of Archie comics when I was a kid, so that was that was always fun. Hmm. Um, but that's kind of the first thing I remember reading, like you know, <clears throat> not the first thing I was, but the that's one of the ones I remember wanting, you know, to get as many of them as I could and wanted to collect them, and then. Uh, but yeah, then junior high came along, GI Joe, and GI Joe and Transformers. The I think the first one of the first comics I remember buying with my own money was a GI Joe comic. Yeah. Yep. Uh, number eighteen, which I still have. And I just thought of something from a year past, Garfield. Yeah. That well, yeah, that too. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, but I was I was gonna I was gonna mention Garfield. So yeah. that came out of the funny papers thing. Um, you know the the comic strips on on Sundays, yeah, was Garfield. I you know 1978 Garfield comes along, and I was you know six years old and just immediately fell in love. And it's just like I mean laugh out loud funny. Like you know you'd get a you'd get a giggle or a grin or something out of you know out of out of a comic or out of a little comic strip or whatever. But Garfield I don't for whatever reason resonated with me and I loved it. And I started buying up the they started publishing the books you know. Every year there'd be a new book that they'd publish out that was basically just a compendium of the strips from the year before. Yeah. And um, I started buying up those. And actually, I think the first book I bought, the first Garfield book I bought was probably, so I was probably reading the comic strip for a couple of years. It was probably about 1980 because I remember buying the first two books at the same time. And they were the only two that were out. The third one hadn't come out yet. Right. And so I started collecting those. And that's another one that that was a collection kind of like, the Archies, it was like, I'm going to get every one of them I can find. These these Garfield books, as they would come out, um, the the main books, you remember they're kind of like the long, oblong kind of the shape, so you could get the, the three panels across on each yeah. page, or the six panels on each page, you know, three on top, three on the bottom on each mm-hmm. page. Um, and it, they were all the black and white ones from the weekday strips. So, But every year they'd come out, and, I mean, they did this for like 20-some-odd years. And I've got, I think, one through 20. And so I, I was collecting these for a long time. And then they started doing um, every, I can't remember how many years it was, but it was like every so many years they do, I think it was like every other year or every third year, they do a big one that was all the Sunday comics, all the full color ones. I've got, I've got, I think, two or three of those. But yeah. Cool. But yeah, I always had my, my Garfield, my stack of Garfield books in my, my bookcase lined up there. Mm-hmm. Love those. Man, read and reread those. Those are so great. Yep, yep. Now you're gonna go break them out right now, huh? Dude, they're in a box. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. They're in a box somewhere. I haven't, I haven't unboxed all my books. Yep. So I've gotta, gotta go find a ball. 
I have them. I still have them. But when I moved last year, they got packed up and haven't gotten unpacked because I got to know where to put them. But eventually, I will go find them. Yeah, I dug out my I dug out all my comics. I guess last year and got those together. But I need to find my Garfield books for sure. But yeah, and that was so that was um, buying those two those first two books. That was at the we had a book sale every year at the little school I went to, the little private elementary school I went to, and um, I got those at the book sale. Yeah. What, then, so, like, what would you say the percentage of uh, your comics came from a comic book store? Oh, actually, okay, so until, honestly, probably until college, fairly small percent. Mostly, yep. um, so like I said, you know, and this is probably when we were in junior high, B. Dalton started doing the comic book rack. Um, they, I grab them up there, and at that point, that's when um, X Factor started. So I started collecting that, and I remember I'd usually go buy that at B. Dalton. Um, but there, or um, convenience stores. Yeah, I'd hit like the, you know, the the. In fact, that GI Joe comic, I picked it up at um, a Stop and Go um, gotcha. down the street from my house, and then right, there was right. the Seven Eleven. Remember the Seven Eleven over there on? No one's gonna know what we're talking about over there on Derry Ashford at the when you come out of uh, Jason's old neighborhood and there's yeah. that Seven yep. Eleven right there. Yeah, I used yep. to go over there with him and Wayne and and uh, Mike and I think a couple other guys and we, you know, every couple of weeks we'd go over there and they had a really good, um, they had a really decent sized comic book rack in that for whatever reason in that Seven Eleven and so we man we'd go in there and raid that thing, go in there on like a Saturday and buy a bunch of buy up a bunch of comics and go over to somebody's house and just sit there and read them all afternoon that's cool but yeah that was mostly it it was so it was like you could you know convenience stores i remember were were a good were a good spot and then starting with b dalton the bookstores and then comic book shop was kind of a a rare thing and then really the only one i ever went to back then was uh nans in houston um over there on southwest freeway okay and that was yeah, when yeah. you but that was but it's funny because like nans was mostly going there for other stuff like Oh, I needed, you know, we were going to play D&D, needed some dice, or we were doing, you know, back then we were playing, uh, they carried all the Battletech stuff. Right. So if I needed something for that, or, you know, and then Russell would go in there for the Warhammer stuff, so we'd go over there with, you know, and look around for that, and um, and they had, you know, they had some of the some of the cool uh, import toys and stuff, but it was, of course, it's also a comic shop. So, I mean, for, it, you know, it, it really, at it, it, that age, at that younger age, it was more of a game store for me. That's how I thought of it, and you know, until later I started realizing, oh yeah, this is actually a really good comic shop. So if I needed to dig around and find something, I could usually go over there and find it. Yeah, I didn't really walk into a comic shop for real until college too, and it was in Nacogdoches, Texas, and it was just like a small. Well, Nacogdoches itself is a tiny town, and then like I had a really probably one of the better comic book stores that I've ever been to and in this little town it was pretty cool because the guy was really helpful of course and it was it was just fun yeah I remember so. that little shop I got I picked up uh I picked up one of my Venom books there yeah yeah at that yeah. At, at that time that's early night so that's kind of fast forwarding to the early 90s for us yep um yeah I, we had a shop in College Station that was pretty good it was kind of it wasn't as good as that one that one you're talking about Nacogdoches I remember that that was a neat shop but we had one in in College Station that was it was small, but it was it was good. I mean they they were they were really nice people, and you know they had a lot of stuff, and they could mm-hmm. find stuff for you and that kind of thing. And so I'd, that's where I usually that's where I usually picked up my Venom Lethal Protector books every month. 
mm-hmm. for that that little six issue run they did. Yeah, that one store in Nacogdoches was crazy because like all the books were bagged and boarded when you bought them, so you didn't have to buy anything to do that. And like the new stuff, they um, I knew a couple of guys that worked there. They said they'd get there the day the night of when they received them or whatever. So they'd get them the day before, and then they would be bagging or boarding all night just to get everything ready for the next day. So Wow. And it, they had these awesome resealable bags. I still got a bunch of comics from them, so it, it's, it's just awesome the way they did that. So Neat. Yeah. And then now, uh, trying to figure out, like, well, I have a 10-year-old, and he's getting into comics, and, like, I think about content, and I think about, like, uh, well, mostly, yeah, just content. And, like, it's not really the gory stuff because he just shies away from the gory stuff anyway but it's like uh what is he going to get and what is he going to understand and mm-hmm. uh like now if we were to try to jump into like a spider-man story they have some starting stories now but very few like there's one one issue of spider-man right now that's called spidey and it's like that's the only issue that's like a start jumping off point for spider-man and and he's not really interested in spider-man so like the stuff that you can find at the comic book store seems pretty slim compared to what you can find at a bookstore right now. Uh, graphic novels are huge with kids right now. So you got all the Minecraft stuff. You got uh, the um, Telja Meyer's uh, Ghosts and the Babysitter's Club. And uh, Ten Apple has like uh, some Bad Island. And like there's a few other books from him. Bad Island is just the one that's really popping in my memory right now. Uh, and it's like... I don't know. Tyson Hess has diesel ignition. He's he was uh he he worked on uh oh what is it? Sorry, I'm having a brain fart. Brain uh, fart. Some, of the, some of the some of the Cartoon Network stuff. Uh, oh, so, okay. Uh, but it's more of an adventure thing rather than oh it was Gumball. He worked on uh, Gumball, which is hilarious by the way. Uh, but it's not really a comic book. It started off on on screen or whatever. And I'm trying to think of more stuff that would be in that genre as far as like not on the screen strictly a graphic novel and yeah so is that a if you're going to be trying to get your kids into comics i would definitely suggest going to the bookstore and looking through all the young reader stuff cool um it's in there uh it's not in the adult section with all the other graphic novels and everything because i don't know it's just like it's not like your child is going to understand what's going on um, and trying to jump into some of the yeah, stories. you hand that, a you hand a ten year old uh, Dark Knight Returns, and that poor kid is going to be scarred for life. Scarred and confused, and I confused, mean, and not, thoroughly confused. Yeah, and they, he's going to read like a third of it, and you're going to be like, oh, never mind. Yeah, he's throw it away. yeah, uh, toss what, it to the side. It's like, oh, okay. he might, yeah, he might come back to it like years later, but still, yeah, it's just not going to work. Have you, are you reading anything uh, digitally, or have you? Uh, lately, I'm still reading Stand Still, Stay Silent, and I am reading... Oh, oh I've got to go back and... I've got to go back and catch up on that one. Uh, there's also... Oh, man, I am just not... My coffee did not work. Oh, I think morning. I think there's a new chapter in Water that he put yep. out. Yeah, I need to go back. I, I want to go read that. Um, uh, Brian Scher, uh, he's got the uh, a, a comic that I really like, and right now it's uh william the last i'm enjoying him and he's doing some web stuff too and it's it's really fun he's kind of going through a day day of like a a day in the life of himself every day and so it's a journal but it's it's good he has some good points that he makes there and he's up in the production quality and they're fun 
Cool. I would definitely suggest checking him out. Groovy. Um, yeah, those are the main two that I've been reading. So Brian Shares, William the Last, and uh, Stand Still, Stay Silent. I I have been I haven't picked up back up on uh, Water yet, but that was a fun book. So yeah, well, especially where it left off is like big old cliffhanger like what the heck is going on yeah so and a lot of the the way that i'm finding out with my book is like since i'm in this adventure action adventure type series you got to wait until you get like your first chapter done to see a lot of results as far as people coming to read it because they want to read a whole chapter like they want to read a whole book so right rather than getting this piecemeal thing like you said that big cliffhanger uh, imagine that page to page and yeah i could see that being a problem so I am patiently going along or hoping my Patreon will kick in, but I don't see any major results or anything like that coming until I finish this first chapter. So, Gotcha. Um, have, you actually, have, you, have you actually bought any comics digitally? Or, I mean, because we're talking about, you know, going to like what Comixology, Smack Jeeves, that kind of thing, wherever we can find them. Um, yeah. But I've actually bought a few. There's been a few... Um, you know the of the uh, trades or the graphic novels that I've bought. Um, there's like I remember there are a couple of Batman stories and stuff like that that I've actually bought um, through the iTunes bookstore just because it's like I've got to I want to read this and I want to read it right now. <laughs> yeah. So I think the last couple of things that I bought were like uh, Dark Horse had a major sale on uh, Buffy season eight, so I bought all of that. Oh, sweet. And then uh, they also had uh, like a uh, a bunch of comics from Hellboy, and I did that, and it was like like fifty bucks for like a hundred comics. Oh wow! So and yeah, it was something really good. It was a good deal like that, and I like that. So and it was a lot of stuff that I I already had, but it'd be nice just to be able to have it on my tablet and take it with me and have it there for well, even when I'm drawing, I use, sometimes I'll use it for reference and that kind of thing. So just Fun. ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. I've been I've, another source that I've found for you know for you know stuff I want to go back and read. Um, Amazon is great for trades and stuff like that. Oh yeah, picked up several um, pretty good deals on them. I've got the 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 two um, the two volumes of the Rick Remender X Force run I'm working on right now. I'm actually on the second volume right now, about halfway through it. Cool. That's been, that's been fun, but just ran. It's funny. I just find random stuff on there. Go, I want. I've never read this, and boom, up oh, there it is, and. And then the but speaking of comic shop, kind of going back to comic shops too, the I had a little shop in Houston um, before I moved uh, last year that I was I don't know I was, I was probably going there for a couple of years, two or three years pretty steady um, uh, uh, pop culture company in Houston. Mm-hmm. There, if you're in Houston, check out Pop Culture Company. Those guys are awesome. Um, but they'd have sales all the time, and you know about once or twice a month it seemed like they'd have a sale. You know, a really good one. And so I picked up, I can go in there and pick up a bunch of trades. That's that's where I started reading um, Walking Dead. Because it's one of those things, one of those books I always wanted to read it. But, you know, I, I remember the early days of it, when it first came out, I was like, eh, I just wasn't interested in it. And then I started right. hearing about it. Oh, this book's really good. And I was like, okay, well, maybe one of these days I'll read it. And then, of course, the show comes out and it's really popular. And I'm like, well, I got to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, but I remember one, a, a sale at Pop Culture Company one weekend. They had, they had it was like 25% off all the trades. I walked out of there with a stack of them, <laughs> and those included. But that's awesome. But that, but that's fine. Now the trade, the trades can get expensive though. It's like you gotta get them on sale. Yeah. Or you know you've got to find a good price, or you know you've got to have you know find one that maybe Amazon's undercut everybody on, or you know at the comic shop when they've got a sale because that can be an expensive habit. 
Yes, it did. You can walk into a comic book store and spend a hundred bucks on trades without even batting an eye. That's right. Yeah. But it is a good way to, if you want to catch up on a story or, you know, read an entire run or an entire arc of something that, you know, you don't have the, the time or the patience or the resources to go and collect all the individual issues. It's, it's a, it's a good way to go. At least that's been my experience. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you, so you're saying for kids, um, you know, wanting to get into them, you're recommending the bookstore, like hit the Barnes and Noble in the, the Ute section? Yeah, definitely. That way you don't have to worry about content. And I can almost guarantee that they're going to want to read it. I mean, I got all the Minecraft stuff now. How many kids are into Minecraft? Yeah, it's crazy amount. So definitely hit the Ute section. Groovy. It's weird that I, I think it's weird that uh, comic like larger comic companies haven't really grabbed onto it. The the one that's a growing comic company that I feel right now is Boom, mm-hmm. and they're the one that I think they're taking the most advantage of it. So they're getting it out there and like making sure that they have a, a broad spectrum for the audience, not just like okay, I got about a hundred books over here for adults, and here have two over here for these kids and stuff that they might like. Um, and I could be wrong, but I, that's just the way I feel about it. You go into any comic store around here, at least, and there aren't any kid comics. I mean, there's a there's a few trades that you'll see, and mm-hmm. maybe two two comics on the new comic section that you'll find. So that's something that I don't know. Maybe the comic guys that are in the store are like, oh, I just don't want to see all those kids coming in here and bugging me and messing up my books and all that stuff. But I don't know. It's something that you got to take in. You want business, you need to build your own business. So yeah, that's just the way it is. You've been exploring San Antonio for comic books? Um, you know, I was when I first moved here. There's actually a really neat little comic shop, uh, uh, Zero City Comics, mm-hmm. um, down the street from me that, that I like. Uh, really cool guy. Uh, runs the place. And uh, I was going there and picking up... Uh, I was reading several books at the time. Uh, the Moon Knight run that had restarted... Right. And, um, man, there was that and a couple other books. I can't, now, of course, now I can't remember, but Moon Knight was the main one because that's the one that we'd always talk about when I'd go into the shop. Right. We were, we were both excited. I remember we were both excited about it. And, uh, but I had to, I haven't, I kind of, kind of stop because I was, man, I was spending a lot of money every week on comic books. Yeah. So I had to, I had to cut that out and I haven't been able to restart. So it's like I don't get down there hardly at all unless there's something that comes out that I really want to read. Right. Um, like the, the, the button series in the um the batman flash comics yeah that, that they just finished i think so i'm gonna i'll probably run down there and try and pick those up because i really want because i remember reading the the that first issue of rebirth last year and got all excited about that i was like oh man it's the button from Watchmen. so but anyway but yeah there's there's that there's um oh man what is it i think it's this is it alamo city comics it's it's up 281 for me it's a pretty neat little store so i know there's some more but i haven't really gotten out and and uh you know sought them out mainly because i don't have it in the budget don't have the money to spend because man i go in a comic book store and i start digging around and i'm gonna spend some cash quick yeah so yep yep but i want to go i want to i need to go hit some stores and start digging because there there's an old um i say old i mean it's well i guess it is old now the the green lantern i think i've talked about this before the green lantern series when they started renumbering back in like 1992 or 93 when they they started they kind of there was like this whole big crazy arc with hal jordan and he basically quit being the green lantern and and then it started over 
and they started over with the number one. And so it's basically him coming, kind of figuring himself out and coming back to the Green Lantern Corps. And I started collecting that. And that, that one's, that's fun because that's one of those things where you go and you're digging through the old boxes, you know. You're mm-hmm. in there digging through the long boxes. Oh, where is it? Where is it? Is there one in here? Is there one in here? And that was kind of fun because usually those are, I mean, you know, they're not, they're not, you know, high dollar back issues. So, I mean, you can usually find those for a buck or two. That's cool. Maybe. I think the most I've spent on any of them has been $3, but it was in really good shape. So, yeah. you know, I was like, that's, I was like, that's fine. I was like, I'll spend, you know, it, it was, but it's usually like I find them for a buck or two and, and, uh, and then some of the shops, you know, it's, it's fun. And pop culture does this too. Like they'll have a big sale and talk about, you know, their trades, but they'll do, they'll have like their dollar books. They'll knock them down to like 50 cents or 25 cents or something like that. So that's cool. That's always fun when you find a, when you find somebody that's got a sale going on, on their, you know, on like their, their dollar books or their old back issues or something. I mean, you can really, Oh, another place. Um, I knew I'd, I knew I'd come back to if I just kept babbling long enough, uh, half price books. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, now, you know, it's, it's kind of a hodgepodge as far as what's there and the, the quality and they don't, they don't bag them and board them. They just, man, they're boom in that little bin, that little pull out drawer in that bin that they had, that big box that they have, that big wooden mm-hmm. thing that they have with all the comics in. You gotta, you know, you gotta dig through them, and they try to get them in there, you know, in some kind of semblance of order, but they don't stay that way because you know people come in and moving stuff around or whatever. So, but it's occasionally half price books is worth digging through. It's like I can usually find at least one thing in there that you know I wanted or didn't know I wanted, but then what now? So, and their their prices on those are usually pretty good. I mean, they're usually like a you know buck, buck and a half. To, most I've ever spent on anything there was two dollars, and again, it was something that was in really nice shape. And but I found some of my Green Lantern books there for like a dollar, or I think a couple more like seventy-five cents. So that's awesome. Yeah, and then they've got, and then the trick to half-price books is you go over to the comic book section in the bin there, and you look through, and it's kind of like a, it looks like it's set up like long boxes, but it's basically just this big wooden box with dividers in it. Look down underneath that because there's drawers down there. There's these great big drawers, and there's just a pile of stuff in those drawers. So if you really want to dig, that's what you do is you go there and you sit down on the floor and you pull one of those drawers out and you just start digging and you never know what you're going to find. <laughs> that's always a good thing. Yeah. I'm always looking for that, uh, the rogue series that nobody, nobody really wanted, but is actually really good. And that's, that's what I generally look for anymore. Like, yeah, I like Marvel and I like DC, but uh, unless it's something that's super interesting to me, I, I don't, I don't pursue it at all. So yeah. But that's just me. Well, you know, everybody's got their thing. Yep, yep. That's the great thing about comics is there's something for everybody. That's right. It's just not always easy to find. You gotta sometimes you gotta go looking for it. Mm-hmm. But hopefully we've given people some ideas. Of course, everybody's like everybody that would be listening to this show is like, dude, I already know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except, ex- well, except for maybe you know, it's like, okay, how do I get my kids into it? So yeah. So that's hopefully hopefully this has been good information for everyone, and you know, at least a little bit entertaining. Mildly. Mildly. I hope so. Possibly. Let us know how we did. Yeah. Tweet us at Bearded yeah, Beacon. Let... Email us, beardedbeacon at gmail.com. Write us a review yeah, on let... iTunes. Tell us tell us how wonderful we are or, or not wonderful we are. Yep, that works too. Yeah. Hey, any feedback is good feedback. <laughs> First, watch it all just be like hate mail, just piles of it. Be like, oh, I don't ever want to do this again. No, we could work with that too. So. Yeah, we can. We won't let that stop us. No. We'll just. Because we're oblivious. That's right. We are, actually. We'll just come back twice as obnoxious. Yes. So, and we'll and, come back screaming about cheese nips on the floor. Oh while my goodness! Beats yes. us trying to steal them from us. That's right. My nips. 
Yeah, someday we'll tell that story, kids. That that would be an interesting story to tell. Yep. I actually wasn't there for that. I was there. I showed up the next morning. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And I pulled in underneath the house and just lay down on the horn, and y'all were mad at me. <laughs> they probably didn't wake me up. Everybody else probably woke up, but yeah. It woke everybody else up because there was a lot of people yelling at me when I came through the door. <laughs> but yeah, you were. I think you were still asleep. Probably. Punk. Ha 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 ha. But yeah, someday we'll fill in the gaps on that story, kids. It's pretty funny. Or at least we think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the many adventures of, of us. Life life in Houston. Yeah. Slash Galveston. Slash Surfside. Yep. Yeah. Back in the days. Mm-hmm. Wow, we've covered a lot. Yep. We, we went from comic books to, to the beach. That's right. Wow. In one episode. Cool. Well, you got anything for the kiddos before we close out? Uh, just... Come check out my comic at www.thethirdrail.thewebcomic.com. That's a lot of dots. Um, yeah, and then I also have a Patreon, so you can get linked through that site that I just said. So cool. uh, goodies and stuff starting to pop up on the Patreon and trying to build up a lot of stuff so everybody will be interested. Awesome. Where else can we find you? On like, If we want to tweet at you or Instagram you, where can we find you? I have a Twitter account, but I don't use it too often. I'm going to start using it a little more often, describing the life of a stay-at-home dad slash illustrator slash comicist. Oh, awesome. Or comicer, I guess would be a better <clears throat> word. And then uh, I'm Artin Creations has a site on Facebook. And then I also have a store, Envy Store. So if you want some of my sketch cards or original artwork, you can find it there. Um, yeah, lots of stuff. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Very good. Go check out his stuff, y'all. He he makes good. He makes the good art. Yeah, I try. Yeah, it's all that practice in math class. That's right. That's right. Alrighty, kids. Well, if you wanna if you wanna find me for whatever reason, I don't know why. Uh, Twitter at Seal Adams S E A L E A D A M S. Same on Instagram. Uh, my Twitter feed's kind of random. I'm trying to get it more geared towards. Uh, photography stuff and put more interesting things up there but the instagram feed is kind of fun so lots of if you like pictures of 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 dogs my dog in particular and and uh drone stuff go check that out it's fun well i think that's all we got for today Mm -hmm. so we will catch you next time i was gonna call my shot and say we'll be back in two weeks because that's the schedule that is the schedule that's what we want and it seems like every time i call my shot something happens but we are going yep. to make every effort to be on schedule. So you should see us back here with a new episode in two weeks. But until then, I've been Seal. I've been Chris. And you take it easy and listen for the beacon. <laughs>